Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Okay, how do you remember somebody else's name? We need your tips and your tricks. Uh, because we both, frankly, need a little help. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on MyTalk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment. I am Colleen Lindstrom, and your name is? Bradley Trainer. So, um... This actually came out of a real live event this weekend, one that makes me look like a fool. So, you know, I'm here for you. I'm here to make radio uh, at my own expense. I was at dinner with friends on Saturday night, Mm -hmm. and we were leaving a a wonderful restaurant, by the way, called Centro over by Indeed Brewing. They make some great tacos. Uh, Had this wonderful meal and um, came across a couple people from um, my trip to Uganda. Oh, fun. Yeah. Except I couldn't remember one of the person's names. Okay, wait. So and wait, th- hold on. Can I? I just need to get this straight. Uh huh. The people, a person that you spent a week yeah. in Uganda with. Yeah. Not only that, but it was one of the people who's uh, like we each had our own little um, like minivans like group, group uh-huh. right? And he was in my group, and I don't remember his name. Now, when he said his name, I was like, Oh, of course, oh, that's right. your name. That is your that name. That is your name. But it was it was one of those things where I was just completely caught off guard and I have the worst recall. Like, Mm -hmm. in fact, I think I have a disease and I would like to know if there's a doctor out there who can diagnose this. When I'm put on the spot, I will forget everything, Mm -hmm. even if I had it. Yeah. Even if it was there, even if I previously had recalled that person's name, which clearly I had because I had called them by their name. Mm hmm. I was caught unawares in that, and I was in that moment where I was like, I have to introduce people. This is going to be so shocking this, this and awkward. Awful. And I hate it. Okay. Then, oh, yeah. Then, mm-hmm. thank you, thank you. Have a wonderful day. I'm sorry. Here's a hug. Let's hug it out. And I'm not a total loser. I promise. Bye. Walking down, because they were on the patio. Keep walking down the patio. Oh, my God. There's another person. Now. This is even more uncomfortable because this is somebody that, like, again, I should know. And um, it was your mother. No, I'm just totally my mother. (laughs) And um, this is a person who looks just like somebody else. Oh. And I introduced her as as the somebody else. else. (gasps) Ah! So not only do I have a hard time remembering names, I also have a hard time remembering faces. Okay, first of all, 651-641-1071. If you've got any tips on remembering names, now's your chance. Give it all to us. But but I also kind of, I don't know, I'm not trying to like make it better for you because I get how embarrassing that is. I do think that people, for me, for the most part, I feel like people understand, especially when you, you were used to that person in Uganda, not at a restaurant when you weren't expecting I, them. Do you know what I mean? I did actually meet them before the trip at a restaurant in Minnesota. So I love your theory, okay. but I'm horrible. Okay, fine. That one I can't help you with. The other one, though, I my feel, but I really do feel like people give a little grace when they realize you're seeing them out of context. 
I don't know. Maybe I just say that to myself when uh, I make that's a total the kind fool of, of I myself. Mean, I literally, it, it, like, it took me a big piece of cake to get over that moment later that you evening. You had to eat some feelings around because that. Because I was so mortified and, you know, whatever. I just had this moment where I was like, you're 43 years old. You need to remember people's names mm-hmm. from now on. And these are not obscure names. Like, I understand. There are people who can walk into a room, work that room, and they know, they know everybody's name from there on out. I, I'm not never going to do that. But, like, at least the people that I have traveled with, I yeah. feel like I can learn their names. So, I don't know if it's I just need to use their names constantly. That is actually, so that's a tip that I've heard before is just always address people by their names, which makes you feel weird and uncomfortable because you're yeah. like, that. They, you know Bob. your name, why do I have to keep saying it? But you're saying it for yourself, not for them. Let's go to the phones. Abby is on the line, 651-641-1071 if you have any tips for, frankly, Bradley and me because I do the same exact thing. Abby, what are your name remembering trip tricks? Trips. So I am a coach, and I run into this all the time with having so many kids and athletes, and it's tough. So sometimes I ask them how to spell their name, and so they're immediately going to spell their first name. So if someone asks me, oh, how do you spell your name? I'm going to immediately say A-B-B-Y, but then to make them feel better, you always say, oh, I'm so sorry, spell your last name for me. And so you don't really make them feel like you totally forgot their name. I love that. But That's yeah, a genius. It's kind of a sly way to go around the, I don't know who you are. How do you spell that? They're like you. M-A-R-Y. You're like, oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Your last name. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like S-M-I-T-H. Yes. Just it's like funny it when they have an easy last name and, and then it turns into a really awkward conversation, but then you can always say, oh, I met someone who spelled it this way, and then it becomes this whole other thing. <laughs> oh, my you. gosh. This is great. What's your name again? Abby. Abby. Abby, can you spell your name, please? Abby, why? <laughs> we will practice employing that. Oh Thank God, you, I Abby. That's that. a good one. That one feels like that's like that's very specific to because that would be weird, Bradley. If you just, I'm sorry. Could how you do I spell, spell your, your last name? name? Yeah, that'd be weird if you're trying to introduce. Now, here's the other thing. This is why I can't rely on other people. I'm worried that you're not going to be able to remember <laughs> the techniques now. I know. What was I? Sp- <laughs> hold on. Hold on. I'm supposed to hold on. Wait. How do you spell your? They're like what? Yeah. Anyway, um. The, my shorthand has always been Jamie. Mm-hmm. That is my partner. Mm-hmm. I can remember his name. Mm-hmm. Jamie, if you ever are inter- like if we ever meet somebody that you don't know, your obligation is to always introduce yes. yourself to jump into that empty space so that because I have probably forgotten their name. But I can't rely on him because he he did that thing like he just stood there and I was like, "No." How We've been through this. Right. You are supposed to go, oh, hi, I'm, you know, Jamie. But see, he'll remember that at like a large scale event. You know, he knows that then. Yeah. But when you're, again, out of context, you don't remember the rules. Because I, that's how I usually do it, where I will say, here's my cue, right? So I say, like, if I'm with my husband, Matt, I'll say, Hi, oh, it's so good to see you. This is my husband, Matt. And then I will let he knows if I have not introduced that person and first. Then, and then the person will like, go, oh, hi, what's oh, your name? Oh, hi, my name is Bob. And you're like, Bob, Bob, hi. Yeah, don't you know Bob? Yeah, because then, well, then you sort of repeat it like, yeah, yeah. so it's Bob. It's Bob. Yeah, like, like, you know Bob. Yeah, but the thing about it is that's just, that's or courtesy I'll, right what there. What I do is I'll say, like, so they say, yeah, my name is Bob. And I'll be like, yeah, Bob is the blankety blank blank. Because you know that. Yeah. 
can't remember their name. Yeah. I'm the same way. Oh, my God. I'm telling you, I think that that's really relatable, which is apparently why nobody has called. Oh because God, everybody are... has. Fine. See if I remember your name yeah. at the fair. I think that more people are bad with names than that are good. But Absolutely. I'm horrible about it. Absolutely. And I always just hope that somebody else says the other person's was, name. You know, and most of the time it's just kind of an awkward whatever. This was like, I'm pointing at the person going, and you uh, are, and I have completely forgotten your name. And he's like, oh, it's no big deal, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, no, it's a big deal. And I'm horrible. And I'm sorry. And give me a hug. Because that's going to make me feel better, you, which has nothing to do with you. You guy. You, you guy. You. you. Actually, it's funny because uh, I have a family member. It's my father-in-law. It's fine. Uh, he, for years, has called my husband's, one of my husband's very closest friends, Guy. We don't think he knows his name. That's They've been friends for literally 30 odd years. Yeah, we'll see. That's... And they'll be like, hey, look at you, Guy. It's good to see you, Guy. Always Guy. We don't think he knows his name. And I will say, in my defense, it was a an atypical name. Okay. So I'm going to pretend that that's what made it more complicated for me to remember. Okay, now look at this. Now the phones are blowing up. No, nope, you guys, you missed it. You missed it. Well, too Holly, late now. maybe take a few suggestions in the break. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> when we come back, uh, we've got one celebrity who's admitting their guilt and another celebrity who's pretending to admit some guilt. Uh we may talk about that when we come back. Although, if we got some good tips, we might go I mean, with that. I don't know. What do you think? Well, we'll see. There's like five phone lines. We'll see what happens. All right. Yeah, stay right there. Find it's out a what mystery we're do next when we come back. After this on My Talk 107. Well, in this Me Too era, we've got one celebrity who's admitting their guilt and another who's kind of pretending to admit some guilt. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071. Dot com, Everything Entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley Trainer, And uh, let's talk about th- words I did not think I was going to wake up and say today. Let's talk about Tom Wopat. Most people are not talking about Tom Wopat for a very important reason. It was a long time ago when he was in the news. Mm-hmm. Although, you may remember, Colleen, a story about the Dukes of Hazard star. Because that's what he is for those of you under the age of 40. That he was accused of doing some touching during yeah. the, uh, uh, the run of a theatrical uh, production. So he has now pleaded guilty to inappropriately touching those two women in the cast of a musical that took place in Massachusetts. Mm-hmm. There's a T in there. There's two of them in which he was starring. Now, he's 66 years old. He was sentenced on Friday to a year of probation. And that's after pleading guilty to two account two counts rather of um inappropriately touching Mm -hmm. women. And if I remember correctly, and I don't have the details of the two female cast members, and this was during uh, the production of 42nd Street at the Walton's Regal Music Theater. I think those women were relatively young and it was just really gross. I think you're right. I think they were. uh, Yeah, I want to say. Yeah, I don't I don't remember exactly what their age was, but I remember when we heard the story in the first place. We were like, oh, that doesn't sound. And they reported it to their credit uh, pretty swiftly after it happened. Um, and, you know, he, but it it also was going on at the same time we were talking about all of the Me Too, all of the Harvey Weinstein, all of the um, Kevin Spacey stuff. And, and these two women felt comfortable enough to come forward and talk about what had happened at the hands of 
Well, literally the hands. Literally the hands he, of Tom Wopat. He grabbed some booty, didn't he? He grabbed their buttocks and Ugh. continued touching them in that area. Now, apparently the producer and manager had previously spoken to him regarding complaints from other female cast members, including inappropriate comments and the touching. Now, I don't remember this, but apparently the artistic director told police that he'd spoken to Tom three times and that he'd also been reprimanded for being intoxicated at rehearsal. Mm. And during his arrest uh, last August, uh, they did a search of his vehicle and found two bags of cocaine. Oh, wow. And he told police he buys cocaine in large quantities and uses it over time. So... Yeah, the Dukes of Hazard. Although I'm sure they were, everybody was snorting a lot of coke off the. Generally. Generally. You know, it's we talk a lot about um, child stars and how kind of rough things are for them. Yeah. As they age in Hollywood, but one of the things you know that I I think also is worthy of attention is kind of the virtual one-hit wonders in Hollywood. You know, when you've come out and done a show like Dukes of Hazard, and then you are known for your role on that, and then don't really go far really after that, that's also a real recipe for disaster when it comes to kind of how you, how you, how, you know, how you see yourself and in the world. I don't know. I Like, I, I see him and I think, yeah, that it's terrible, but it kind of makes sense. Because he was enjoying a huge amount of fame on the Dukes of Hazard, and then didn't well, and really do much. I after was going to say, let's be real that that fame is fleeting, and you know, um, what else are you going to do? I mean, he was a singer. Remember that he was. No. You don't remember no. Tom Wopat was a singer? No, I don't remember. Holly, that. Holly, I feel like you need to dig out some deep tracks for a later experience. But um, did he have do you any know hits? That, Holly? I didn't know, but I can pull up what? him Am I singing. Am the only one that... Do, that um... Are you sure? Yes. Here's a video of Tom Wopat singing the song Wheels. Let's take a little listen. Like the wheels on the bus go around the night. It's white lines and city limit signs. Life is like an automobile. Rolling down the highway, qualified time. That's the only way to feel. Wheels. Stay on doesn't ring now, any bells at all. So not only was Tom Wopat a singer, do you remember that his co-star was also a singer? Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No. Which no. co-star? Um, John Schneider. 
he also had his own music career. How am I the only one that remembers I this? I don't know, because I <laughs> don't remember any of this. John Schneider, I think he's fared a little weller. Ooh, country. Bo Duke. Country girls. Yeah, he did country. Tupelo Honey. He's from New York, by the way. So, Wow. I'm like, I just got hit with a lot of things all at once. I didn't think sidetrack us too bad, but like, that's just the one thing I remember about them is like, what did they ever do? All I remember them ever doing is like lounge singer act. Well, at least they're not doing 19 minutes on how oh, they're not guilty. Now, we don't have a whole lot of time to, to dig deep into this, and I'm fine with that, but R. Kelly has released today. R. Kelly, who's been accused of having sex slaves, underage sex slaves, in a sex cult, has released a 19-minute rambling song uh, called I Admit that you would think maybe is him admitting to all the things he's been accused of. But no, it's him saying, yeah, no, like I totally have slept with my best friend's girl and I've slept with ladies that didn't know their age and I've slept around with all all these other people. But, you know, I'm not guilty of all the things you say I'm guilty of. How can you continue to accuse me of these things? I'm paraphrasing, by the way. I mean, I'm guilty of some stuff, but not that stuff. Yeah, no, he was just basically like doing a little, what do they call that? Sidestepping? There's a term and I can't remember it right now. Sleight of hand? Yeah, little... This bait and, and switch. Bait and switch. Thanks. Thank you. All right. When we come back, jail we, bait and switch. Thank you. Ooh. We are going to talk about some celebrities behaving badly. We've got Lord and Lady D Bag after this on My Talk 1071. Celebrities behaving badly on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071, streaming live at MyTalk1071.com. Everything entertainment, Colleen Lindstrom, Bradley trainer. We love to point out those celebrities and we love to call them names. Presenting Lord and Lady Douchebag of the Day. Hey. Okay, so my douchebag is, well, it's kind of like the whole Smith family, the Jada Pinkett Smith, Will Smith, oh, kids, Willow everybody, all of them. whatnot, what have you. So I saw this headline, and they're a frequent flyer. <clears throat> Jada Pinkett Smith shares toned bikini pic after Will posts video of her looking all crazy. So, backstory. This is not why I'm calling him a D-bag. Um, but I was intrigued when I saw the headline. I was like, ooh, there's always something to poke at mm-hmm. with the Smiths. Because they're kind of out of touch and they kind of just act like they live on a different planet than the rest of us. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So there's the story about how Jada Pinkett Smith posted a picture of herself in a looking all hot in a bikini. And she does look great. Yeah, she looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Her body is beautiful. She is gorgeous. Right. Mm -hmm. And um, that's in response to a video that Will uh, posted. So I watched this video and the video is basically Jada Pinkett Smith on a boat. They're on a boat. And um, Will is poking fun at her because her hair is kind of all disheveled. Like it would be if you were You're on family vacation. Who cares, right? Right. So I'm watching this video. And Colleen, you watched the video. Mm -hmm. What what do you see in said video, roughly? Okay, so... generically speaking. Generically speaking, I see what appears to be a very large deck of a... 
amazing yacht uh, with really beautifully, uh, a beautifully set table. I see a gorgeous couch with a person lying on it, perhaps napping. And the most beautiful scenery ever, rock formations whizzing by in the background. This family is literally gliding through uh, waters on a luxury yacht in um, off the coast of Lipari, which is an island off the coast of uh, Italy. And it's just in the middle of, uh, you know, the beautiful waters. I think Crystal clear, jagged rocks. This is one of those moments where I just watched this video of them that they just posted on Instagram on their casual family vacation and thought to myself, I will never see that. <laughs> no, I won't. You'll never I will be in never see that. No, I'll never see that rock now, formation. I won't. Now, you could accuse us of just being, you know, envious. But here's what really sticks in Feel my craw. Feel free to do so, too. Here's what sticks in my craw. This video is like, he's like, hey, um, you look, your hair's weird. And she's like, don't post this on. And Will's like, make, do some stuff for my Instagram people. Come on. And Willow's like taking a nap, got her face in the couch. And Missing the beautiful scenery, Somebody else has got headphones on, looking at their laptop. And Jada's just like not even paying attention. You guys are in the most beautiful place in the world. And you're all acting like you're like, I just, I can't be bothered. I mean, literally, the scenery in the background looks like something out of Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. and they're all without without, without the dinosaurs. dinosaurs. I'm just saying, it looks gorgeous. There are yachts whizzing by in this crystal blue water, and they're all just like, "Oh, awkward family time." Yeah, like, <laughs> that is kind like of annoying. We, I would be off the rail of that yacht. Like, oh my god, yeah. look at this beautiful view. It's unbelievable. Um, so again, maybe it's a little bit of envy, but I'm just, just that, like, they just take it so much for granted. They have no, they are so just can't even be bothered. Yeah. Again, to your point, that is his oldest son, by the way, that's Will Smith's oldest son that's sitting, um, next to her at the table. I can't remember his name, but I think it's Trey. Trey. Yeah. So yes, you're right. He's, he's literally, he's got headphones on and he's watching something on a screen. Yeah. Not facing the water. Jada's like, uh, Will Willow's got her face in the pillow on the couch. I'm the like, couch what are you guys looking at? On their at? luxury yacht. No. And, and Willow's like, Dad, shut up. You oh, guys man. are, this is, you're missing this thing. And he's taking video, take some video of your amazing. But, you yes. know, that's probably the hundredth time they've been there. They just, it's, it's just, and I don't blame them other than, you know, like I blame them because they just don't have any clue how completely fortunate they are. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. I'm with you on that, trainer. For sure. All right, guess who I'm going to be crowning Lady D-Bag today? Ooh, who are you crowning? Another frequent Ooh. flyer. Her name is Oprah Winfrey. Oh, what did Orpa do oh, now? Oh, man. Okay, so listen. You know, I have a love-hate with her. Not much of it. It's not like hate is a strong word, but... um. 64-year-old Oprah has been seated with Vogue magazine for an interview. And in this interview, she says the following. I don't even know that I'm going to have to dress this up for you, Bradley. I'm pretty sure you're going to melt down as I see these words. Awesome. Can't wait. I don't know anyone happier. I don't know anyone who has a better life or had a better life. Than her? Yes. She's saying this this is herself. This is her talking about 
her. Okay. I look at other people and I think they look happy, but not as happy as me. What? Excuse me? She says that in her downtime, her favorite thing to do is just do nothing on her California estate. By the way, this estate is a $90 million estate in California. Can you, just, can you do me a favor? No, I got more. Oh, mm-hmm. okay, go ahead. Ready? She says uh, of television, she goes, I can go weeks and never turn on a television. I've gone a summer not having it on. No, my guilty pleasure is I do nothing. I live in a very beautiful space that I created. And every time I leave home and I'm driving out the back with the pond and the ducks and I'm looking at the grass and I see the house on the hill, I have this moment where I think what Dorothy says in The Wizard of Oz, I learned I didn't have to look further than my own backyard. Every time I think of that. Okay, ready? No, there's more. But wait, there's more. Most people don't even know what makes them happy. But I can just sit on my porch and I'll start reading a book and then I'll realize, okay, I'm not reading anymore. I can just take it in and I can just be. Um, wow. Yeah. I'm telling you people. That's Oprah. That is a woman who is completely disconnected from reality. And I don't blame her for that because she is so beyond any perspective that you and it is so far beyond any perspective that she once had, because one of the things that I love about Oprah or always appreciated about Oprah was that she was always aware of where she came from. And I don't deny that she still has a sense of that. But when it comes to living her best life, she is now on this elevated plane of humanity that you and I and 99.9% of the rest of humanity will never experience. So this is the moment at which you cease taking advice from her because she will walk you down a road that is not going to end up anywhere that you could ever be. No, because I don't want to live my best life. I want to live Oprah's best life. Yes, thank you. <laughs> and like, I am does it? Like, failing. No, I don't know what it's like to be happy because I don't have a billion dollars. So please don't shame me for not being the billionaire that when you are. When I sit on my back porch and I read, I don't find... I think, if I stop what is reading, that horrible airplane yes. noise overhead? Or I think to myself as I survey my grounds... What's with all the weeds? Now, at my house, I have to pull those dumb weeds. Oprah can keep reading because there's somebody who will take care of it. Can you just read the first part again briefly? The first uh, chunk of words that she said? Because that was the one that kind of set me off. I don't, in the words of Oprah, in an interview with Vogue magazine, I don't know anyone happier. I don't know anyone who has a better life or had a better life. I look at other people and I think I they look happy, but not as happy as me. This, <laughs> But you know where she gets us, though, Bradley, is that oh, I just said that in my voice. When Oprah says it in her voice, people will be like, oh, my God. I am yes. living my best life. I am the But if I read those words and said they came out of the mouth of Gwyneth Paltrow, we would all be like, can I just point out the obvious? She gets to have that life because the rest of us don't. There is not a world that exists that allows all of us to to live Oprah's Oprah's best life. life. So Oprah, like that's the like mistake that she makes is like, 
Also, it's really weird coming from Soul Sunday Oprah or Sunday. What is it called? Super Soul Saturday. Saturday. I don't know what day of the week she celebrates it. She's like having her like, you know, quasi religious experience. Um, uh, Material things generally aren't a part of what most people appreciate as like happiness in life. But what it sounds like she's saying is that like she is she doesn't know anybody that's been happier when she's sitting on her ninety million dollar, you know, mm-hmm. back porch or wherever she's watching this on beautiful, her ninety million dollar estate, right? Like that's yeah. like an equation of happiness and materialism that is so like antithetical to a lot of the stuff that you know we have come to know Oprah with, right? So that's why I just feel like she's entered this new phase of like, like yeah, I, I mean, I have a laser a laser designed tub that was laser cut to fit my body. Like who are you? Right. But don't you kind of find it refreshing that she actually is embracing the fact that I'm rich and I can get but whatever she I said want that versus I know I'm incredibly, well, I just think it's bad taste, right? Right. Well, sure, I, yeah. I don't have anything near what Oprah has, but I have incredible, Uh, privileges that I wouldn't go yammering on about to everybody realizing that not everybody gets those privileges, Mm -hmm. right? Like I, you know, I just think that you would think that it would come with a caveat from her. Right. Or like those things that she's saying are things that you say to somebody who has the same perspective. I mean, yeah, like maybe, I don't know, somebody in your inner circle. You don't put that out to the masses. You say that to Gail. You say that to but, Gail. But even exactly. to your friends, you would say, I realize this is horrible and I wouldn't say it to everybody else because I realize how privileged it sounds and I am so fortunate that I get to live this life. But I don't even think I would say what was the part where she says, like, I don't think anybody's lived a better life? Like, really? She says, I don't know anyone who has a better life or had a better life. That, that, like, why? I look at other people and I think they look happy, but not as happy as me. Girl, I want to be that happy. Give me a billion and I will try. For a weekend. I just, not even, like, for three hours. Can I just have three hours on your porch? Oh my gosh, yeah. Wouldn't that be amazing? Just three. Just three hours. I would walk around with that feeling in my heart. I want to sit in her Forever. laser her laser tub. It won't fit you. Yeah. It's only it won't for fit you, Bradley. Mm-hmm. That is a metaphor for all the things. I want to sit in Oprah's but Oprah's Oprah's bathtub wouldn't even be comfortable for you because it's only for her. Yeah. It's all for her. And she's in everything that tub is going. for her. It's true. And also the reason she's able to sit there and do nothing is because I bought all her favorite things. Yes. Yeah, you did. And she has a staff of 50 making all the other things happen that she doesn't have to do. Girl, you know better. I don't have time. When we come back. (laughs) Be better, Oprah. Hashtag be better. Here's the thing. The Ouija board, is it a portal to hell or yes. is it a silly game? It's don't mess with that. Well, I've got some science that might tell you a different story after oh. this on the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. I hate interrupting you, Adam Levine. Oh, please. Leave us alone. We're having a private moment. Oh, gross. This is the Colleen and Bradley show on My Talk 1071. Like some sort of, you know, you would get something. Mm hmm. Streaming live Nothing at my talk seven one streaming live. Wait, Something what did I just say? Requires a prescription. Ah, uh, 
Colleen and Bradley, that's our names. Uh, you're listening to us. You know where to find us. Okay, well, um, I got a question for you, Bradley. I have an Do answer. Do you think that the Ouija board is a portal to hell yes, or a silly it, game? It's something you should not mess with because... Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game, and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out pretty sure that's j-lo and p.s the person behind all of this is chris jenner llc we drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends blinded by the item listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the blinded by the item youtube channel it will open the portal to uh satan's world well it turns out bradley it's actually just a silly game why because season allows when the story emerges we are able to bring science directly to you yeah turns out you actually were moving the thing on the ouija board oh yeah that doesn't surprise me at all so how do you think it's a portal to hell let me tell you the science and then we'll talk about that well okay so there have been a number of studies around the ouija board Mm -hmm. but a recent one comes from researchers in denmark and germany Mm -hmm. and they studied 40 ouija board players okay because apparently that's you know a thing yeah sure Uh, and they hooked them up to eye trackers and what they found was Even though initially, when you first start playing the Ouija board, everybody seems like they're going along with wherever the thing goes. Eventually, eye motions will start to predict where the, I think there's a name for it, hold on, the planchette goes. Yeah, the little mover thing. Yep, so they were watching how people's eyes tracked on the board, and they found that the majority of the time, at least one of the player's eyes was going where the planchette was going to stop in order to start spelling the word. Meaning they think that over time as you're playing, no matter how much you think you're not moving the dumb thing, somebody is and somebody's moving it probably more than the other. And frankly, everybody underestimates how much they are pushing the planchette. Yeah. See, that doesn't surprise me at all. Okay. So then why do you think it's a portal to hell? Because it is. And you don't mess with that stuff. Look, I, I am all science about science, right? No, but there's a difference. There's okay. science and there's superstition. I am very superstitious with some things. And you don't take a risk because here's the thing. Science may have proven that most people, when they're doing the Ouija board, are trying to manipulate the board. That doesn't mean that you don't unlock the gates of hell every time you play uh, the Ouija. It just means like that you're not, you know, when you go, who am I going to marry when I grow up? And they're like, B, oh, B. That's probably just you. But you don't know that unwittingly you haven't unlocked the gates of hell. And at some point in your life, maybe that very night when you're sleeping, uh, you know, Satan's demon going to sit up on your bed and go, I'm going to eat your soul. Okay, so, but, but... 
playing devil's advocate yeah. here. And it might be summoning evil spirits by doing that even. Like, by that rationale, you also could be doing the same thing when you play Bloody Mary. Oh, I don't do that either. Are you oh, kidding me? Okay. Who does that? Have you ever played Candyman? Oh, mm-hmm. don't. Who would do that? Everybody. No. Yeah. Holly, you've done it, right? Yeah. You're all asking for the gates of hell to be open. So, I, had... I mean, play with your lives. Feel free. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> you've really never done no! Bloody Mary? No! Really? Uh, what? <laughs> Why would I do that? Well, to see to, to know that it's not real. Yeah, you do it at a sleepover party. Yeah. Okay, or well, by yourself. I don't bye. know. That's all I'm going to say to you. So when you get run over by a truck... I mean, I ain't bringing that stuff into my world. Mm-mm. It's like I don't have to believe in your superstition to be superstitious about the thing that you're superstitious about. The thing with the I didn't salt. Follow any of that. So it could be your superstition. Oh sure, okay. I'm not doing it because I don't believe that. But why would I? Why would I chance that? Like, okay, wait. So what were you gonna say about the salt thing? Yeah, like throw. I'll throw salt over my shoulder oh, yeah, if he spilled the salt because. I, do I need to risk? You're not going to chance that. No. Why would I do that? And why would I certainly like, I, I don't know. I just feel like you get real lippy when you do things like the, you know, Bloody Mary thing or the Ouija board thing. And the universe is going to be like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Guess what? You're going to slip down the stairs and break your neck. Nope. Do you okay. play the Ouija board? I have played the Ouija board. Oh. I had a great experience with a Ouija board once. Okay. I also had a not great experience. Yeah, but you don't know that in board. 20 years that Ouija board ain't going to be like, remember me? Knock, knock, knock. But I don't think I'm going to know it was the Ouija board. Exactly. I feel like I've, I feel like I've opened is the why... gates of hell so many other different hey, ways. Look. You might have accidentally done it too. How? I because I don't mess with that stuff. I don't mess with ghosts. I don't mess with Ouija boards. I don't mess with half a dozen other things that you all are like, oh, let's, let's go look for ghosts. I ain't looking for ghosts. I don't want them to know me. I will say, you know, Dawn from our morning show, yeah. she actually is a ghost hunter. She has spent a lot of time with Seems demons. Seems a little silly, but... Yeah. Um, but she does that. And I know. she says she also agrees that the Ouija board is nothing to be yeah. messed with. Yeah. yeah. I don't mess with the Ouija board either. Really? To be honest. Thank no. You. I mean, don't I don't do it. now. Like, I'm not like, get that Ouija board out. It's Friday night. Let's... Yeah, don't. And would you let your no. children have a Ouija board? Probably. I think it's a game. Oh, my God. No. Keep your children away from that. That's the devil's work. Everybody, though, does have everybody who's ever played the Ouija board has some crazy story associated with it. Yeah. Like my mom, this was the legend at our house about the time her friend Gail, not Gail King, in college was playing with the Ouija board and came up with a name. And then they looked up that name in another city and called that number. And sure enough. The person had died. Dun dun dun! They were in a car accident. They were very. I mean, according to your science story, that's all a bunch of hooey. I'm just saying that you may not see what you are actually unlocking. Mm Hmm. Okay. Look, hate to be the bearer of bad news, but don't play the Ouija board. Also, I I always say Ouija. It's spelled Ouija. So, you know, Ouija, Ouija, Ouija. Well, let's call we, the whole thing off. We just got to go. So <laughs> when we come back, hey, uh, on the Colleen and Bradley show, here's the question. Do you bathe every single day? It's so weird. Because we got in a conversation about this and Bradley was disgusted at some people's answers. Most people's. We'll be back.